it is about the game. It's the Super Bowl! Introducing to you first on my right, hiding out of the red corner. Breeze with time to the end zone. Touchdown, Michael Thomas. Four-man rush, going to float it down the seam. Adams has it, and he's in. Touchdown, Packers. And his opponent across the ring in the blue corner. Lamar keeps. He's got the record. Jackson throws it. Pass caught for the touchdown. Mahomes will dial up a deep ball. Got a touchdown. Tyreek Hill. Do the Humpty Hump. Come on, I do the Humpty Hump. Check me out, John. I do the Humpty Hump. Just watch me do the Humpty Hump. This is the Administration Podcast. Welcome to the Toilet Bowl in Championship Week. But all that first, the pressing question is, would you rather your parents walk in on you having sex, or would you rather walk in on them having sex? Uh, I think it's kind of easy for me. I think I'd rather have them walk in on me, to be honest with you. I've actually had (laughs) instances where I've walked in on my parents. My brother probably doesn't even know as he's listening. He's probably, when was this? I think he was in college. I must have been in high school. Yeah. I don't know why I went into my parents' room. It was like 9.30. I think our cable went out or something. And so I walked in the room and my dad's on top of my mom. I just like... I opened and I just closed and nothing was ever said about it. Did they know? It. I yeah, I mean they knew. He turned. Yeah, he turned. <laughs> I and have, I just I have so many just questions. Just in Ohio, so I must have been yeah, junior. Were there sheets on? School. Did they have oh, yeah. the blanket? Sheets over. I did so not see any parts. Did not see I have parts. so many questions. Did not see any why would you not lock the door? Number one, for me. <laughs> My first question is, what is a high school student walking into their parents' bedroom with the door shut doing? That's a great question. I don't even know what my thought process was. And it, I just remember going in, seeing him on top, <laughs> dad on top, <laughs> and walking back out. <laughs> my second question is, what a dated reference. I think our cable was out. I think so. What is that? Like, yeah. Our cable must different. have been out, or power the, went the, out. He has a dial-up internet. And I must have gone in and be like, hey, what's going on? 9.30 at night. Dad was on top of <laughs> Melissa's on the phone. I can't use the internet. Oh, yeah. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I still recall. Dad I still recall the walk back to the old bedroom. You've, wa- like, you've walked in on I have, too, yeah. Right? Mine's, I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing so hard at Brian, because mine's similar. <laughs> I think I was early high school or middle school. And we didn't have air conditioning in our house, mm-hmm. so on, <laughs> on really, really hot summer nights, my parents had a window unit, and we would all just sleep in sleeping bags on the floor in their bedroom, and I was coming, it was like after one of those nights, and I had left my pillow up there or something, so I had walked in, and dad was on top of mom. <laughs> oh my there was God. still- a valid reason. There was still a sheet. A good I think the, the, 
it was it was not too dark out was the other thing that oh, wow. it was so, like oh yeah early yeah. evening, yeah. Early yeah. evening yeah, in the summer right. like yeah. i it wasn't just silhouette what did he say to you because i know he said something <laughs> he said oh no he said when the door is shut it means something because <laughs> <laughs> it's so true my parents yeah. the entire time growing up always slept with their door open no. never would have it closed so yeah. i'm like just like you probably just yeah. plowing in like going to get my pillow yeah. like i'm not trying to do anything devious yeah, yeah, yeah. dad was on top of mom Oh God, I have a bad one too. Uh, I haven't answered the question. I, I think it'd probably be safe to say I'd rather walk in on them because they don't need to see what we're doing. You're a room. freak too, dude. Yeah, that's, that's probably a good. That's overblown. You don't want. That's overblown. You don't want parents seeing that. That's overblown, dude. That is on brand for you. Um, but oh, okay. So when we when we lived in Okemos, uh, I had a room in the corner of the house and. I looked over the backyard and I could see the hot tub and I don't, I have no idea what age I was at this time, but I looked out the window cause I could hear people on the deck and I was on the third floor. They were on the bottom. So it was three floors down, but I could hear them and they were getting in the hot tub and I was like, just hanging, like watching, like no big deal. They're just sitting in the hot tub. Like you can kind of like, you know, you can like, More kinda, some started, you know what you no, you can't like, no, no, no. They're just sitting there talking, but you know how you can hear people like outside, like kind of muffled. Yeah, yeah. So I could hear that, but then like it started getting like a little hot and heavy, and like I could see them like pulling off stuff in the hot tub. Whoa! And, and they went and they banged it out. I certainly didn't watch very long. Voyeurism started early. Yeah, my my dad on top of my mom. In the hot dad tub. was on top of mom. Hot tubs are tough. Dude, this yeah. is hot That's tubs are genetic one. because you love banging in the hot tub. I've only done it like once or twice. Oh, uh, I shouldn't say you love banging, but you had the hot tub in Lake yes, like, yeah, 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 yeah. at Lime Lake, and that thing was like, that was a spot to make a move. Like, I, making a move in a hot tub? Oh. I will never forget Fritz trying to challenge Emily Noss into getting him hard. This, oh my. <laughs> that was Fritz's go to move. He said, move. You couldn't get me hard in a minute. He's and used, she didn't take the bait. <laughs> he used that there. He used it in New Orleans when that girl was touching his oh, dick. Oh, yeah. It worked there. He uses like different variations of, <laughs> but you can't get me hard. He did that it in the is greenhouse. That big. Greenhouse. Did that in the greenhouse. He was trying to masturbate in front of us in the greenhouse. I'm pretty sure the night that he challenged Noss is the night that I hooked up with him. <laughs> and that was Freaky Friday. Oh god, that was mm. a good one. Oh man, so wow, you did. Wait, wait, you, so did you answer the question? Yeah. Though? Um, I think that I would rather they walk in on me now. I think that answer now. shifted. Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, now as a 33-year-old, they walk in on me. Although, I also thought about this. Would you rather your wife be over-enthusiastic about sex and, like, like the frequency of it, but she was just played the hits, like she was the greatest hits, all, she, all you got was, like, not too much out of the ordinary, like, yeah. regular sex, but let's say she liked reverse cowgirl, so that's all you got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or would you, like... An exploratory wife who is down to be super freaky, but you don't get it as much. Uh, and it's your I, wife. This I isn't think, like a made up. Yeah. I think over the course of 20 years, you probably want the freaky one. Yeah. I, I thought that too, that. but I've got my needs, man. And I'm like, yeah. I get pride. I guess it I depends on the frequency. Yeah, what are we talking Like months? Like, no, a week I'm to just thinking, I'm thinking like you're getting it. Two times a week, if it's the greatest hits. 
And if it's versus, versus once a month, if it's mm-hmm. like, I but could. the once a month I is like, out for once a month. you could <laughs> for like a nice sesh. Yeah, sure. Like a big wild. I think one. I could do that. Yeah. I think I'll be all right with the hits. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm with you. I I'm could with, do that. I, do I mean, month. yeah, I can do month. This is also another podcast that our dads probably couldn't listen to. Yeah, yeah. As we're thinking about not. the dad oh, theme. Yeah. Um, the theme of this one, though. No. I do think we should. We've got some. We continue to have some great off-season ideas, but this cast is all about finals week. We've got um, a couple things happening. We've got the championship for the Momo. We've got the toilet bowl. Some favorites you could argue are in all four of those. You could argue we don't have any surprises along the board, but today's cast is going to be exquisite. We've got one-on-one interviews. We spent time with each of the participants to get the questions answered that you're really wondering for this week. Everyone's heading into the holidays. Some of us stress-free. Some of us already thinking about draft picks. But this cast will get you prepared up and down for what's to come. Sprinkle in some awards and Berg's top ten. We'll see you on the other side. Mm-hmm. Feeling of day, feeling of night, feeling of love, feeling of life. Perfectly infinite, magically intimate, automatically I'm into it. Feeling a yes, the feeling a no, feeling a hot, the feeling a cold. If I'm being honest, I really don't know how the fuck I am feeling more. Yeah, all of these feelings, so little time. All of these memories in my mind, forever thankful. So fuck the pizza pattern Cause that ain't what we're after I'm no longer jaded, I'm almost naked Don't need much more than what I got Sometimes life can really hit the spot We talk all about this week, but it started last week That's how we got here What'd you guys see last week? You know, Final Four is fun. I found myself um, many times refreshing the app mm-hmm. as if I were playing. i um, not going to lie. I was rooting hard against you. I wanted a Pelicans greenhouse final, and I went 0 for 2. <laughs> um, the only reason I'm rooting against you is you're a great opponent, and I don't want to be. I don't want one more person to leave the clubhouse of someone who's never had a trophy. Yeah. I, I don't like looking around the crowd that I'm a part of now. So <laughs> after you win this week, it, the only people to never ho- hoist a Momo are going to be myself, Andy, Justin, Cam, Pumps, and Pumps. And thank God Pumps is there with me. But yeah, shit, that is. Wow. Yeah, the matchup last week for me uh, for Cloud9 versus Pelicans was an interesting one. I, I would imagine you were pretty nervous going into that Monday night. Very much, um, yeah. 54, matchup. even with the three-stack. I mean, thinking about it, like you, any one player can kind of have an off night, and if Drew Brees kind of has an off night, then that probably means yeah. Michael Thomas does oh, too. Yeah. And yeah. Kamara, they're all linked. Not, yeah. yeah, so it they're was, linked, and that's got to cause some concern for you going into that Monday night game. Well, it's one of those where they had done it six out of seven times this year when they had all played. They had gotten mm-hmm. 54 at least. But there's that one time they get 27. Right. It happens. It's one week. There are outliers. You never know. So uh, the interesting thing was you knew, you're right, Brian, it could have gone one of two ways. The stars aligned. Breeze was going for a record. He had one com- incompletion in the whole half. And you knew it was good night, sweet baby. Mm-hmm. And, and 
part of this matchup that I found interesting was um, even if there was some trades made on the Pelicans part, I know he was kind of looking for some running back support, some defense support. There wasn't really a whole lot that would have made a difference. Um, I'm only thinking selfishly for myself, but if I would have dished him New England, he would have improved 21 points. That still wouldn't have gotten gotten the win so i think the pelicans, i love that pelicans somehow made, you always find some way to make <laughs> it about saying, you like i'm just trying to think how he could have improved his team i think the running back position was the toughest spot for him um just i mean we don't some we don't talk enough about what happened to david johnson david johnson just kind of a ghost of himself and, i haven't seen him even on the sideline. i don't even know what he does anymore pelicans are a smart gm uh but they hold on to their players a lot too he's mm-hmm. been really patient in yeah. watching mike evans mature watching you know Jameis is up and down. Hop, uh, nuke mature. So he yeah. holds his players. It almost hurt him because David Johnson had that great year. He held well, him through injury. Yeah. Well, that and people were up in arms about how good he was going to be in this offense. Yeah. Being a receiving running back great out of the backfield. Did his I mean, body people fall thought, apart? I, I, I think don't know. Something, he just something looks, must he's be wrong. He's looked so slow in games. Where you How see did he look so good look in Arians' yeah. offense? I don't know. I don't know either. So, um, you know, I think it's an interesting offseason for the Pelicans. They have 101, so they're going to add Swift. Swift, most likely. Yeah. Um, get some running back talent there. I think long-term they've got to figure out the quarterback position, too, because Matty Ice and Jameis. It ended up Jameis got him hot. That wasn't his downfall. Brian, you hit it on the head. It was running backs. But mm-hmm. Cloud Nine's the team we thought we were going to be here all along. Yep. He, he takes over, gets a big night from those three, and, and takes a win. So... Leads us into Humpty Humps um, over Greenhouse. This was uh, one that was pre- pretty much yeah, kind of over from the get-go. Um, Lamar Jackson is just on fire. And this kind of actually reminds me of uh, Greenhouse team when he had Cam Newton just rolling. Yeah. Um, and right now Humpty Humps has Lamar Jackson um, doing really well. Um, and I think he's, he's in a good spot too. These are bo- This is going to be a great matchup between Cloud9 and Humpty Humps. Um, but certainly an, an uneven match against Greenhouse, 182 to 115. Never was really close. Um, a lot of people said Greenhouse kind of overachieved um, all year, and, and then you kind of saw it in, in this semifinal matchup here. Yeah, and like to top it, top it off, Cook gets hurt in the yeah. mid game. You know, this is um, where the under management kind of rose to the top, and, and there's some holes in this roster. This GM, I love his confidence, and and he's done it before, and he's got a decent track record, but this is the championship game we deserve. This mm-hmm. is, if the pundits were picking early on, I know we said all throughout the year many times in the year there was five teams that could win it, but Malley's got hot at the right time, and Bill's had the, the, the construction the whole time, so mm-hmm. I don't know that anyone would argue that these weren't the two best teams. No, I think they're both deserving. I think this is going to be a fun uh, weekend to watch some football. Um, and it's going to be fun to see who, who takes it home. So when we come back, we're going to run through the Oracle's Awards. I'm not looking for the answer To somewhere to go and I put on my boots Cause I can't wander out to anywhere Maybe yours could be the place that I go to From the mountain I was weary and I was tired 
And it's the Oracle's end of the season awards. He always finds a way to make it about himself. He finds a way to make it about his team. Quoted at multiple points in the year and saying that he should get uh, championship rings for two franchises because he made trades that allowed them to win the Momo. He's talked about bold predictions from Dante Pettis to David Montgomery. And now he's here. He put it out to the people last week. The democracy has spoken. The Oracle's end of season awards. Can't wait, fellas. It was big of you, really, to offer it up to everybody else. I agree. And to start, you threw up the Average Joe Award. Owner with the most mediocre season. The nominees were the Burn Boys, Quality Killers, Pumford and Sons, Godfather, and the Buffalo Bergs. Gosh, you know, the list kind of goes on and on with these folks. Uh, a lot of Average Joes out there. There's only one winner, though. A landslide of a victory, 66.7% of the votes. No surprises here. Buffalo Bergs misses the playoffs. Average season. If I recall, people in this room maybe even thought these this team was a championship team. The Oracle, guess what, was one that didn't. And guess where Average Joe is? Buffalo Bergs. Next award. Jinxer. This award goes to the owner that jinxed the most frequency. Our nominees were Pelicans, Cloud9, and The Godfather. Yeah, all three worthy candidates, worthy nominees for this. But uh, this is another landslider, one that wasn't uh, up for much debate. Cloud9 Lives himself, football club, 91.7% of the league votes. And look at this man, he's in the... The finals of the playoffs is also quite the good jinxer. I'm offended by that. Uh, the next award was the Lochness Award for the team least likely to be found in the playoffs. That had already started. Uh, the Boy King or Green Street Hooligans. Yeah, for all those that doubt this, I can confirm with these other two podcasters right now that the results to this are accurate. 100% Green Street Hooligans. Wasn't even a question for the Boy King. Uh, speaking of democracy, did the did the Oracle vote? Yes. So 12 out of 12. 12 out of 12. 12 there was no doubt. I clicked first. Fourth and long. For the team that overachieved this year and found success, even though it wasn't its strongest. Greenhouse I never knew. Godfather, Rovers. What are the results? Yeah, this one uh, wasn't too close either. It was between Godfather and Greenhouse I never knew. But Godfather sneaks it out with 58.3%. No votes going to the rovers so can i throw out one thing here yes. while we're in the middle of this on our preview pod i went back because i've been trying to clip oracle stuff uh from way back when um we were talking about who's going to make the playoffs and we said that we had the top five Pelicansburgs, yeah. me rovers and humpty and then we agreed that there are three other contenders and it was godfather pums and the burn boys 
And we left Greenhouse completely out. <laughs> no one said that the Greenhouse even had a chance of making the playoffs. Made the final When four. I went back and listened to that first Had a bye. And wow. So I think maybe people should have voted him for it. Dang. Dang. Next one. Duct tape award for the team that pieced together the most successful team, given injuries and suspensions. Pumford and Sons. Buffalo Burks. Godfather. Yeah, these two awards are somewhat similar, and our award winner... Um, took a lot of the votes to godfather i mean he did what he could he overachieved and he, he put together a team that made it to the playoffs uh, he also wins the duct tape award um as well things that might go unnoticed in week nine and ten i made some moves for wide receivers because i had so many injured that i couldn't start a team and i made the moves thinking i had to win to get in the playoffs at the time lost both games made big trades lost a lot of picks in the process um one of the weeks, I almost got John Brown for a second. I had that deal like in place. I could have taken it. And if I had taken that, I wouldn't have lost four first for Cooper Cup, but I also, you probably also would have been in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think you do that. Whoa. <laughs> so many good takes here. So oh. many good stats. Oh my God. Just a little behind the scenes. Oh, actually. my. Lifting the curtain. <laughs> wow. Just proved how much luck that fuck got this season. <laughs> Bermuda Triangle Award. The team where the most good players went and were never heard from again. Koala yeah. Killers and Humpty. Weird that Humpty was Yeah, weird uh, nominations on the Oracle's part. He'll fully admit that. When the Oracle's wrong, he'll fully admit it unless it's with a fantasy player like Pettis because I still believe in Pettis. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this was a pretty easy one, but it, not quite as many, or uh, all the votes as many may think. Uh, Koala Killers takes it with 83%. Humpty Humps uh, can rest rest assured he, he's not taking home the Bermuda Triangle. Hopefully he's taking home the Hayden Garrison um, Award next weekend, or this coming weekend. The One More Thing Award. to the owner, At least I have one person on my side. To the owner that has, always has to chime in and have the last word, Burn Boys, Wakachina Rovers, and The Godfather. Yeah, this was uh, one that kind of got out of hand. One that I thought would be more closer to even 100%. But uh, one of the other owners stole a couple of uh, couple of nods too. But it, it goes pretty easily to the Burn Boys, 75%. Um, only a quarter going to the Rovers. So 75% Burn Boys. The Future is Bright Award. Best position for years to come. The Bergs, Cloud9, Football Club. Or the Boy King. Yeah, the Oracle's a little surprised on this. I thought it'd be just a straight shot, 33.3% around the, the house here. Because um, I think we are all we all got some pretty bright futures ahead of us. But uh, people are just drinking the Kool-Aid on 2019. And it looks like Cloud9 Lives uh, takes home another one with 66.7%. Um, that's a that's a little surprising, but Berg and uh, BK split those at sixteen point seven percent each too. So a couple of votes both those teams way as well. I voted for myself. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> the lady, lady Bing, the most sportsmanlike owner. The Pelicans, the Koala Killers, and the Green Street Hooligans. Yeah, three uh, outstanding gentlemen. Um, you know, this is a great award for some, a tough award for others. Lady Bing goes to this year. The Pelicans. 58.3% towards the Pelicans. And you know what? Uh, somewhat of a shocker. Don't know how he got nominated, but Koala Killers had to 0%. <laughs> Not even one vote for Not Lady one Bing. vote. Wow. That's sad. <laughs> Didn't even vote for himself. Encyclopedia Britannic Award. The most knowledgeable and witty fantasy owner. Cloud9, Humpty, 
Pelicans. One of the most coveted awards. I, I, we're getting into the meat of things here. Uh, Encyclopedia Award is a, is a big one. Um, we're starting off our first year here, but this is an important one. And uh, Humpty Humps takes this one in a, in a big win. 50% over Cloud Nine Lives, who's just kind of been taking over this award show. He had 33% and Pelicans were nudging in there at 16.7%. But uh, Humpty Humps clearly uh, very knowledgeable and makes his way into the, the finals this year too. The Brent of the year, mm. the Boy King, the Burn Boys, and the Greenhouse I never knew. Yeah, this one... Uh, Some strong kids. Yes! I would agree. Um, the Oracle would throw all three of these guys in the ring, and uh, you kind of know who's coming out, guys. This is a simple one, even though th- three nominees were certainly worthy. None more worthy than Burn Boys himself. He takes it home with 66.7%. And as of now, 8.55 on December 19th, 2019, the calendar is still not in the league's hands as far as I know. Now, I think that's a damn shame. A damn shame. Do I dare nominate this guy already for the Brent of the Year next year? Oracle's already thinking about next year. Take us to the last and most important award of the year. Most Valuable Owner. To the owner that gave up four first-round picks for Cooper Cup, or the best managerial skills throughout the year, nominees, Cloud9, Pelicans, or the Humpties. <laughs> They're all future first. One's five years out. Oh, oh my. my God. Jack will be in middle school. That's incredible. And apparently, the league has spoken. <laughs> After long consideration... In thinking, the league has voted Cloud9 Lives. Football club, 66.7%, has the brightest future ahead of him this year and in years ahead. Cloud9 Lives cleans up, guys. Does that give you any pause for this weekend? The only thing I hope to clean up is Mally this weekend. That's the only thing I'm hoping for. I'm just surprised that we went through a whole award show without Young Hoku being mentioned. It is a little sad. It's actually sad that it's close to the end of the year, but um, first uh, award show I think is a success, and looking forward to uh, the awards next year. Can't wait. Walking down the sidewalk, is that the way that you want to be seen? Face that won't forget you, photographic memory, impression excitement going on this week on the podcast a a couple of teams uh, vying for some trophies and staying out of the toilet bowl um, 
winner circle or loser circle for that matter um one of my favorite segments on the podcast our msu scfl history takes us back uh, a year prior and not a lot has changed uh we've got two teams in the finals in the 2018 season humpty humps versus cloud nine lives um same matchup we have this year but last year in 2018 aaron Rodgers started and antonio brown both combined for a whopping 95 points that led ultimately humpty humps to that championship win uh, mally puts up a grand total of 196 points guys that's an incredible credible achievement um, for any owner but to put that up in a final game uh, that's one of our highest, in fact, the highest in Dynasty era. So uh, crazy what a year um, for Mally. Cloud Nine Lives could have had 200 plus um, with his ideal lineup. So he's he's been probably debating um, who he should have started a, a year um, from from now, and that's or a year it passed. So kind of hard to to believe that we're in the same position as we were a year ago. Uh, both will have different starters at five of the seven positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. So a lot of shifting going on, but both teams make their way into the finals this year. Um, rounding out 2018, we had Koala Killers versus the Berm Boys, and we all know kind of how that ended. Cam gets five um, from Phillip Rivers, but 20-plus from three others and wins uh, by a total of 16 points, and that puts Burn Boys uh, losing back-to-back toilet bowls with five players in single digits and just one with over 20 points. Takes us into 2019. A lot has changed, but really little has changed, too. Well, we have two teams full-on rebuild at the start of the year. Turns out they're they're in the toilet bowl together. Berg, 11 seed versus 12 seed. Boy King was 12 and 1 in the regular season versus the Green Street Hooligans. And BK is favored by 26 points. Are the stars aligning for Phil to pull the monumental upset? Chris Godwin's already out. Boy uh, King is, is nerving up over here. I think at the point level that they are going to score, uh, it just takes one player having a big game. Kyler Murray having a bad game. Look. Minshew Magic to Fournette. Oh, 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 oh. We've already talked about Minshew that. Minshew puts up 40. Brashad Perriman. Oh. He's nervy. He's very nervy. He's nervy. I, I mean, who do you get the more nervy vibe from right now? I think tonight. BK is more nervous than Phil. Phil enters everything knowing he's lost. So Yeah, yeah he's Phil, got that different mindset. Phil I, thought he had the calendar. He was starting to do in the calendar months ago. So If we were talking three weeks ago, I'd be... Feeling much better, but how things have panned out, which I said on podcast, was that injuries or things that could crazy, crazy things that could happen will happen. They it's did. Murphy's Law, man. The Oracle. <laughs> so let's talk lineups. Yes. Berg's Boy King is going to start Kyler Murray against the Seahawks. Philip Lindsay against the Lions. Thompson versus the Giants. Mm mm. No? You got to hit refresh, dog. Who's, who's playing running back two? <laughs> Mike Boone, baby. Oh. Dial up Mike Boone. Did you pick him up or did you have him? Boone. I picked him up. That's actually... I I picked him up for free. I got no no dollars. This week? Yes, this week. (laughs) How excited you are for Mike Boone. That's actually... Oh, yeah. That's a huge pick for me. I think that's going to swing the game. 
I think so too. This that wow. could, that move, I was so nervous that Green Street Hooligans was gonna get Mike Boone. He probably too. doesn't have any free agent money left. I yeah, so maybe he put in a bid, but I was very nervous seeing that he was still there putting in a bid of zero dollars. I didn't expect. To I get thought him. about trying to pick him up. But I saw he was taking. Oh when what night did you pick him up? I don't recall. I think it was the first night. I probably yeah. put in like Monday night when Dalvin yeah. went down just to have it in. I'm amazed that you got that. Actually, me too. I hate to interrupt your Mike Boone podcast, Boone. but. So, F1 McLaurin uh, against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Anthony Miller, Chiefs. That's a that's the tricky one for me. Cortland Sutton Lions, though. Yeah, Gotta yeah. love that. Eifert versus the Dolphins. Uh, you have Harrison Butker against the Bears. And then the Patriots D against the Bills. Do you have a chance to look at the Green Street lineup? Yeah, we're, we're rolling out Minshew Magic. And I'm telling you, Gardner needs to go over 30 for him to have a chance. Because... The next two, Gus Edwards and Tony Pollard. Mm. I think Phil and I have a line there. If he gets Gus Edwards scoring like 20, that means Lamar's not throwing as many okay. touchdowns. I think. You, the stars are aligning for your team because Minshew, Minshew that, to Fournette. <laughs> um, I, uh, receivers, I actually think that's where Phil can maybe have some hope. If Dallas Goddard maybe has a couple red zone TDs. I don't know. He's going to need 20-plus from the D as well, Chargers. It's going to take something weird. It's still going to be. I, I see why he's still a dog and a dog by a lot, but I also see why Brian's nervous. So let's get into the interview with Brian one-on-one here. Mm-hmm. Brian, who are you? what position are you most nervous about for your team? I mean, there's kind of several, to be honest with you. I, I am debating at who I'm starting for my wide receiver, wide receiver three. Um... I had been de- deciding who was going to be my running back too. I was thinking Boston Scott might be in the mix, <laughs> which is a name in the beginning of the year. People would have said, who does he even play for? Um, so that was something that solidified. Mike Boone makes me feel a little bit better with news coming out about Dalvin Cook and Madison. Um, but Anthony Miller is kind of a little toss-up. I think Kansas City, their defense kind of scares me a little bit, but hopefully Miller can catch some passes in the slot. I'd say wide receiver is scaring me the most right now. Um, Brashad Perryman's um, putting poop in my panties right now because Godwin's out, Mike Evans is out, I think Scotty Miller is out. Um, It's just not not a a good equation. And exactly what I said a couple of weeks ago on the pod is that injuries will impact um, some outcomes, and it's certainly making me nervous. And Brashad Perryman, the way he showed out last week, uh, makes me nervous for that position. Um, I also think Dallas Goddard, a guy that used to be rostered on my team, uh, makes me nervous too because Tyler Eifert's garbage and I got to roll him out. So, so. so he's nervous, is what he's saying. This I'm totally nervous. He's nervous about everything. What position are you most nervous for? And then, damn it, Kyler Murray's going to play in Seattle. At Seattle. You never know. You could have one touchdown or you could have three. It's going to crapshoot. How many toilet bowls have you been in? Uh, so, this one counts. I've lost one, and I've won one. I think I've been in three. So three and three championships to end. Three and three. So I've been at the bottom, I've been at the top. It makes winning that much sweeter, but it makes... How does this one compare to the ones where the punishment was the ACT for you? For me, I think the ACT is worse. I mean, I don't know. I haven't done the pictures yet, so... Is that body confidence? Is that what it is? You said you were practicing poses in the mirror. I did. I wish. I hope we got some of that uh, content. But 
Yeah, who I'm not sure who sent who sent the picture. I think Pumps did. Okay, Pumford sent it, and I think it was this morning. I actually did it. <laughs> actually, I know it was this morning. Um, right in front of my uh, shower this morning, I just kind of took every oh, clothes off. And I uh, as the shower's warming up, I just did a little flex. <laughs> I said, "How is this gonna go if I lose?" And I just gave a hard flex. I said, "Okay, I can do this. I can do this if I lose." Oh, that's so good. Um, haven't worked out in. a probably a good calendar year almost so <laughs> you did so iron man yeah, last summer. september <laughs> i think two weeks after that, iron that's, man. The, that's the strongest flex i think i've heard on the pod this year i haven't worked out in a year but i did an iron man last summer no big deal <laughs> you know what i mean so Just september i mean so yeah gosh it, it'll be interesting i don't want to lose i'll tell you that much yeah are there any players in the league that you would trade 102 for straight up mm, sure there should be a lot. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Would you is. do it for Kamara? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I'd consider it. Wow. I'd consider it. Saquon? These yeah. people going Saquon. into the offseason. Zeke? No. I don't want Zeke. I'm not kidding. That's why you're in the toilet bowl, home. Fournette? No. God, no. You no s- offense. God, no. Cook? No. Chubb? Maybe. What? <laughs> Dalvin Cook's injury prone, fellas. The Oracle's on oh one right my. now. Michael Thomas. Yes. Hands down. Yeah, totally. Uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah. Cooper Cup. No. Not that he's a bad. These aren't bad players. No. I, yeah, I would want yeah. them on my team. Yeah, but okay. 102, I mean. Uh, Amari. No. Uh, Kelsey. No. Kittle. No. Uh, me. Yeah, no. Lamar. No. Well, not with my team. In my Kyler? I mean, just the the position itself. I mean, if you have <laughs> a, a top take. 12, um, if you have a top 12 quarterback, I mean, I'm not... You have no. a top 12 quarterback? I don't know. Uh, it's not on the show sheet, but I would imagine he's got to be close to it. <laughs> we'll I, fact I just check wanted it. to say that. DJ Moore? <laughs> For... 102? Yeah, probably. Tyreek? No. Interesting. Um, He's nine. Thank you. For confirming. (laughs) (laughs) Rookie season, yeah. Top 12 quarterback sounds good. On a horrible team with a terrible offensive line. That sounds like a Lamar Jackson is averaging a cool 11 more points per game. This is 2019, right? Not 2020. <laughs> Just want to make sure. Wow. Wow. Oh shit! What other questions do you have for this? <laughs> I want more. Bag. I want more. <laughs> what are you? So all you guys got? Okay, they're both the same age. Also, uh, <laughs> what, what is the what it, position are you targeting uh, going into the twenty twenty draft? I mean, I've got three holes to fill. I think running back is my. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, my first area of concern, but also the talent. At the wide receiver position in that spot, I might have to be considering Lamb or um, Judy at that point. I mean, it's all going to kind of come down to where pieces fall. Um, if Swift falls to Swift you, do you take him? Oh, Swift, I take him in a second. I don't if, think he falls to me, though. If Swift is taken, do you take Judy? Currently, right now, as it says, 
what is it, December 19th? Yeah, mark my words. I would take Judy right now. Yeah. Um, uh, no, a lot can change. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, a lot could change. Who knows? It, it really happen. depends on where these guys go in the Correct. Draft. I mean, yeah, but I mean, ultimately, talent's going to rule over placement depending on how they show out to. Like, some things, I mean, injuries pop up or things crazy could happen, but um, Judy would be my guy right now because I do have, I believe, eight. Is it seven and eight or eight and nine? Somewhere around there. So then I could kind of clean up with running back. So I think my first area need for sure is running back. But if I've got the talent at 102 at a wide receiver yeah. position, you I can can't, turn it I down because you have the, yeah. the pick later. And then, I mean, tight end is another concern, but I'm hoping Njoku can somewhat stay in the top 12 ish range. And if you could only, if you could only protect three players on your team from like any sort of expansion draft, who are you protecting? I'm for sure protecting Godwin. Um, I think no he's shit. I tried to offer you the world for him. I know. I that's just kind of one of my guys right now that I I would not want to part ways with. I think Cortland Sutton's up there for me, and um, probably Kyler Murray if I had to pick a third. I'd have to think you'd do that trade over again. Yeah, I think so. If not, I think it even not me. even if not for less, knowing what happened. Yeah, I think I would have real. I would have been in the same position I am right now. Um, had I not made that trade because there were some injuries and Kelsey, I mean Kelsey's had a good year, but he had a, a rocky little start there. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really scoring his He's touchdowns. He's been better at the end. Yeah. He's been much better, but the problem would have been I would have been losing games. Those two players wouldn't have been playing well because they were hurt or just not scoring those touchdowns. I, I think and then you would I have been. Move them. I think you would have been. And that would have been a problem. I think you would have been hands down in the toilet bowl yeah. had you stayed where you were. Absolutely, and you're in a better position for Absolutely. it. Absolutely, agree. He's nervy. What are you thinking? You know, I think that... Do you, Would you change his lineup at all? Sitting here? Uh, yes, I would. I would not have Mike Boone in. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you playing? I'm telling you. <laughs> Who are you playing? I would not have Mike Boone in. Tuesday, day, Tuesday morning quarterback? Is Madison going to score more than he is? I'd have... Madison's not playing. He's not? High ankle. Yeah, he's oh. out. I didn't so realize. it's between him and Amir Abdullah and um, who's the other guy? Totally forgot. I'm really name. just hoping that that doesn't mean they're gonna throw it all over the yard. I, I I'm I would play Chris Thompson over him. Okay. Chris this... Thompson, yeah. Or Burkhead. We. I honestly thought I'm going touches over. Dude, do you wish you would have traded Thompson. Coleman? I tried. No, you didn't. You had too high of a price tag on his ass because I wanted him and Pat wanted him. You valued Second him too high. And I wanted him. You kept I mean, saying, dude, he just him. scored 37.8. And then since then, he? he has not broken double digits. And the last three, he For has 30, not broken seven. five points. I agree. I wish I kind of would have uh, passed him along. However, at that point in the season, I was trying to maximize as much as I could. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty twenty. Of course I would have traded him now. Yeah. I mean... The, the problem with San Francisco really bugs me is that they just play the hot hand. He had an incredible game. They just fed him the ball. Then the next week, they just kind of ghost him and go with the next guy. Mostert's the guy right now, and he fumbled, and so did Brita. Coleman didn't get play. It's just I don't like that offense. Um, maybe I'm a little sour about the Pettis thing, but Shanahan just plays whoever is his flavor of the week, yeah. or whoever, whoever he really likes, and um, I don't know that he always plays the best player. How are you watching this weekend? Sorry to cut you off, but um, just like Mally, very similarly, um, just kind of nestled up watching on Sunday casually. I have to, 
full disclosure, guys, I haven't had red zone all year. <laughs> Whoa. The hell? Have not had red zone, but I will flip between games and I'll have my phone out checking. Why? Um, no red zone. Man. Why? It's that been, day you uh, had liberating. people over, I was going to, I told you to let me know at I work. I, I just, I kind of went on this path where I didn't have red zone for a while and, right. uh. I just made if it. If your work. team was better, you would have gotten it. Oh, certainly. I guess we need to call Phil. Let's do it. Right, let's get Phil. Let's get the other perspective. Old ball coach. boys uh this is billy J coming at you with a quick apology and mea culpa here uh technical difficulties in post-production um trying to get through it with port we lost a segment with the old ball coach and when i say we i mean me uh port had nothing to do with it other than the fact that he was trying to help me figure it out um got an error message from GarageBand, which is where we produce saying one or multiple audio files had changed in length as a result um, it changed the content position. He had never seen that error before, but all this to say, uh, we do not have the segment with the old ball coach, which is a damn shame because he came on, talked everything from what Madden team he uses, uh, this year to get away from having to deal with fantasy. Um, also how he has planned his build for the next couple of years, what he's doing in the last three weeks to prepare for the toilet bowl matchup this week and trying to sneak out a victory. Everything from putting Gardner Minshew in the QB position to Deontay Johnson at wide receiver, Dallas Goddard, hopefully with some red zone targets. Um, pure class act as always, and gave some great insights into what it's been like to do the full-on rebuild. Even uh, talked about his nerves playing in the toilet bowl versus playing in the championship match. Um, it was a great segment. You missed out. You missed out some draft evaluations, all those things. Again, it, it was my my bad completely uh, in post-production. I think it was moving around some music that we play in uh, in and out of segments. But um, I'm sorry to say I'm definitely Brent of the Week this week. And I uh, apologize that you don't have that segment. All right, so... Toilet bowl's behind us, and thank goodness it is because I'm tired of talking about if we're going to start freaking Chris Thompson or Mike Boone. <laughs> Boo. Or Boston Scott. There's a reason these teams suck. Because Bosco, baby. Bosco. Here's what we're going to do. I want to break down the championship game, the game we all deserve, Cloud Nine, Humpty Humps. When we look at the rosters, I'm just going to tell you when you can watch this happening. We've got nine lives, has... Six players playing, seven players playing at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Bulk of his games. He's got a Monday night game, and he's got a Sunday night game. Hmm. We're going to see sprinkles all over the place for Humpty Humps. He's got a couple, one, Lamar goes at 1. He's got 425, two Monday night games, and a Sunday night game, and a Saturday game for George Kittle. So all over the map. It will come down to Adams... Versus Diggs and Jones, Monday night. Brian, mm. this is the matchup. Yeah. You know what it really comes down to, Ben? 
If Would you all fucking can... say Mike Boone. <laughs> no. no. Even more important than this. Who you traded to to help them get here? Both teams I've assisted. Oh, God. Both teams I've wanted to assist more. Oh, God. These teams, and we've discussed with Humpty Humps already. We'll get to nine lives in a second. It comes down to something more obvious than anything in the world right now. More obvious than impeaching Trump. It's the damn defense, guys. <laughs> it's always about you. The New England Patriots should be on one of these squads. Would easily would easily put any team or either team, pardon me, over the hump, <laughs> if you will, and put either team in position to win. Clear as day. These matchups are too close. The D's, in my opinion, would have gotten it done. I can't listen to you talk anymore. Let's bring Niner in himself so that we can talk to him about the matchup. And there he is. What an entrance. Coming to a second consecutive championship appearance. First time, long time. He's more nervous now than he was last year because the pressure mounts with each time you make it there. How are you, Bill? I'm good. I'm good. Uh... I intermittently this week have been off the rails, manic, nervous, can't focus on anything, and also at times super calm and chill and uh, more confident than I was last year for sure. All right, so I've got uh, a couple questions for you. I know we both do actually, mm-hmm. but uh, what are you most confident about on your squad? I think Mally talked about it a little bit. I feel like I have a good amount of depth one through the nine positions where this year I always felt like at least one guy would break out uh, of the guys who I'm starting. So I would always have at least one high number I could base my week on and I wouldn't have to say it was always going to be Michael Thomas. Um, so I like that side of it. Uh, I've had a pretty high minimum all year, but... That's not going to get done for one week. you got to have a good week when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. Yeah, yeah. I know we talked a little bit uh, before the pod. Some odd things kind of popping up in this matchup. All your players currently that are in your lineup um, are away from their home home field. So mm-hmm. I know that, I mean, that's kind of an anecdotal thing that's maybe a little nerve-wracking. Is there anything glaring kind of at your roster as it stands now that's something that you're worried about or something you're tracking, something you're monitoring closely before kickoff here on Saturday? There are a few things. I think the things that I'm worried about to answer the question specifically is, I mean, you as much as you love the stack, you worry about the stack because yeah. it's the majority of your roster, right? It's 33% of the whole production. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried about the Saints in an away game against the Titans who have been kind of gritty, tough to play against, especially in an away game. Uh, I don't love that everybody's in a away game, certainly. Malley, I think, only has two home games between his starting lineup, too, so that's kind of odd. And then I'm worried about DJ. Uh, New quarterback this week. Mm -hmm. He's been kind of vibing with Kyle Allen. And I don't know what to do because Cup has been not great, getting a great snap share. He's been productive, but in low targets as well, so tough to pull the trigger there. Yeah, when are you going to make that final decision, do you think? Are you going to wait until... Kind of close to kickoff on Saturday? In recent years, I've tried my best to go with my first lineup I submit whenever that is, whether it's Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Never touch it unless, you know, obviously injuries or yeah. huge weather changes that. 
or merits it. But I try not to change it just for a feeling. Mm-hmm. But this year, I've been, I've changed it between twelve fifty-five and one, probably like three or four times. I think no. I could see it happening on Saturday too. Oh, well, I mean, no. I guess you you don't have any Saturday games, do you? I do. Well, the thing that I don't you have, have some other guys. The problem Saturday. is Watson Currently. plays Saturday at Oof. one, and I love the matchup against the Bucks. Last year I didn't play him. He could have got me another twenty three points. It wouldn't have been enough just on his own, but uh, that still it it's in the back of my head for sure. <laughs> oh, Bill, I I just. I've been there. I've lost it. Tried many different things, Bill. So, I want two scenarios. If you win the Momo, what does your roster look like next year? And if you lose the Momo, what does your roster look like next year? Um, my gut says that I, I could completely flip things around if I win. Because I'd be more comfortable... Like go young, trying to get draft picks? Trying it. Um, I know I have enough capital to do it. Oh, yeah. But if I were to do that after losing, I think you risk not getting back to where yeah. this is. So and are I, you holding tighter to your purse if you lose? It. I don't know if that that's a smart thing to do, but that's what I'm feeling like I would do. Yeah. Just because you want to get back here. I felt the most pressure last week... In getting to this week, because you do everything you do this year, you get, you make trades that are you you know probably aren't in your favor, just because you want to get here and have a chance. And yeah. so I think not getting here would have been devastating. Man, I'm just trying to think about <laughs> your Sunday, your Saturday, your Monday. How how is it gonna go in the Rankin household? Are you gonna I wrestle no up idea. with some Cheez-Its and uh, a pop? So we have family in town. <laughs> okay. Which is gonna make it tough. Uh, my sister's coming in. We planned family Christmas on Saturday. I'm supposed to work, and I told Lou I, I I was gonna just call in and take the day off, and I'd rather work and not be able to watch than have to, like sit and watch. Especially if I don't start him, Deshaun Watson score like 55 on thir- on Saturday. Um, and then Sunday I work, so I'm going to come home for the Sunday night games. And in my head, I'm thinking that I'm not going to check or I'm going to like try to stay with my phone during the game, not turn on like an empty patient room TV, but I will. I, I It's terrible. <laughs> I was just going to ask, when how Michigan, many times? When Michigan games on or are on or Lions games are on, on and like fantasy's on, we're, we always have TVs on. One of my closest friends at work is in the championship as well. So I know he'll be there and he'll be watching. And I, I don't know how I'll be able to stay away from it. And then Monday night, if if it's still close on Monday, it, meaning that I still have a chance, uh, yeah, it's going to be real nervy. I'm going to have a hard time around the kids, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's such a, it's a, it is a personal experience, as Ben and I can attest, as you can attest last <laughs> year, too. Um, don't mean to pry, but if, if it's close within 10 points and uh, – would you be okay with the boys coming over on Monday or coming to my, Ben's place or my place? For sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. you wow. guys can definitely come over on Monday. I will say as a person in the finals years and years and years ago, <laughs> um, it was very personal. I, I watched, with, <laughs> watched with no one because it was so intense. But you're a better man than personal. I to share that experience with someone I, else. So you guys have both been through it. What did you have leads going in? Were you ever was no, there, no. Well, I, well, every time I played him, it was kind of like you and Mally last year. Like 
BK was always kind of comfortably, and my team just underperformed, and it wasn't close. Yeah. In the F- Phil one, I should have won, and then Tony Romo snapped his yeah. freaking I'm. I'm nervy about it. I talked to Mally today. I don't know. I'm surprised. Last year, I him. last year I cut him off. Yeah. Because he was trying to trick me about which quarterback to start. Um, but it's still a little early in the week, and we were talking about like, would you rather have 15 points and one player versus their two, or would you rather have two players versus 15 points and one player like we're gonna have this week with Aaron Jones or Diggs and. Uh, Devonte and I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna feel comfortable unless it's like sixty or seventy points. For sure. For sure. Um, I know you. So you've recently won the Jinxer Award. Yeah. I don't want you to jinx anyone, but uh, I'm curious. <laughs> Throwing a jinx on you yourself. What would you do with the winnings? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> True jinx or answer. True jinx. I told I told Lou we would uh, we're certainly we'd go out to dinner. I told her so we have a lot of content. We're running I think a little long, but I'll tell this anyway. Yeah. Um. So this week she I don't know she saw it on Instagram or something that someone had a, like one of those instant pots. Um, like the quick pressure yeah, cooker oh, yeah, thing, instant, yep. and she was talking about how much she wanted to have one, and I was like, "Oh fuck yeah! I already got you one for Christmas. You don't know this, but it's in the garage." <laughs> and so I was like, up on, you know, I was way up high on it, and uh, and I had some other ideas too, but that was already here, and I had a cookbook already ordered that's like sitting in the closet. Then today she comes home, she's in a bad mood, and we're talking about what to get my mom, and I'm like, "Well, like I bet my mom would love that too." Or like my mom would love that instant pot we were talking about the other day, and she, she sat on the couch. She's like, "That's not something you want for Christmas. That's like get, oh. that's a, she goes. That's like getting someone a vacuum for Christmas. You don't want something for doing stuff around the house." <laughs> and I, I, I honestly got. I went to the garage, brought the box in, opened it, and I'm like, "Good, this will be for my mom." <laughs> what did she do? And she couldn't stop laughing because she realized what had just happened. That's. <laughs> That's yeah, so I told her she could have the Instant Pot, and she wants to get running shoes, and uh, I have another idea for her. So I told her if, if I win, we could do all three. There you go. But she yeah, doesn't know what the cash. third thing is. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. Scandalous. Yeah, I feel like ending on that. <laughs> I'd ask you the question about what you trade draft picks for, but you don't have draft picks for the foreseeable future. I don't, no. What, uh, what would yeah, you, what give would you up give up to get back in the first round? Is anyone off limits? No. What would you give for 102? I don't know that. It would take a hell of a lot to trade. Would you give up Mike Thomas for 102? No. If Jerry Judy was there? No. Okay. Kamara? Absolutely not. No. The value <laughs> the value set on this pod have been ridiculous. Adams. The, the, the people thinking, give looking up Adams? next year thinking they're going to get one player for one pick is ridiculous. Adams? No. TJ? More. For 102? Yeah. No. Probably Cooper Cup? Yeah. Kelsey. Yeah. Justin um, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Best kicker in the league. Oh. Deshaun. Watson. No. Uh, I don't know that I would now. I pro- I mean, value-wise, probably. Mm-hmm. Fournette. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the yeah. Oracle. Yeah, I would. Come on. Yeah. Come on. What do you got, B? I'm I'm like exhausted from this. Cast. We gotta, so we gotta, fired uh, up for this weekend. 
Can't wait. Well, we gotta get Mally on the horn. Yep, yep. Gotta hear from that man. Let's get Mally on the horn. Let's finish it up with Mally. Sometimes I don't know where this dirty road is taking me. Sometimes I don't even know the reason why. But I guess I keep a gambling, lots of booze and lots of rambling. Well, it's easier than just a waiting round to die. All one time, friends, I had a ma, even had a pa. Well, he beat her with a belt once, cause she cried. She told him to take care of me, headed down to Tennessee. Well, it's easier than just a waiting around to die. I came age and I found a girl in a Tuscaloosa bar. Oh, she cleaned me out and hit it on the slide. Well, I tried to kill the pain. I bought some wine and hopped a train. Seemed easier than just a waiting around to die. Then a friend said he knew where some easy money was. We robbed a man and brother, did we fly? But the posse caught up with me and drug me back to Muskogee. It's too long years of waiting around to die. Yeah, sure. Yellow. Hello, Eric Malley. What's up, Malley? Hello, hello, hello. So you've got Brian and myself here. We're doing one-on-one interviews with each of the participants this week. So <laughs> it's going to be a feel similar to a feel-good Friday, but more, you know, certainly more bent on this matchup and what it means yeah. to be in the championship game. Sure. Yeah, I, I can start things off, Melly. I think, well, I'm at the bottom right now. You're at the top. You've also been at the bottom. Um, which one is more nerve-wracking? I think I kind of know the answer, but I'm interested in what in your insight. What What's more nerve-wracking, being in the toilet bowl or in the finals? Uh, I, that's a tough question. So I would say being in the finals for me, for sure. Um, I think that, I mean... It's been a while, right? Like this yeah. is my fifth one in a row, in a row, so like I'm sort of used to it by now. But like I just think about those first, like really the first three year, four years until last year when I got mine. I mean, though the whole like week leading up to it and like the day of, it's just it's it's stressful. Like it's a it's a dogfight. You um, you sound you're just exuding confidence right now. You sound so confident, and I'm just loving it. Yeah, I mean, I feel good, right? Like I've been in, I've been in a lot of positions in the championship before, like favorite, underdog, you know, best team on paper, not a good team on paper. I've sort of seen it all at this point. I like my odds. Like the whole year, I sort of just wanted to put together a team that like was good enough to make some noise if I got into the playoffs, and I, I feel like I'm sort of peaking at a good time, man. You know, I went into the season looking at next year. So just the fact that I'm in the championship is just a little bit of icing on the cake, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, different side of the melee. I kind of like the confidence. Um, I'm looking up both your rosters right now. Um, have you submitted your final lineup 
um, for this week? Or are you still thinking? <laughs> where do you where do you think that uh, if you're looking at something, Mally, where do you think you have an edge? Um, I think quarterback. I think that like I think that watching Lamar and if you guys have watched a lot of the Ravens games, like I was telling this to Bill earlier today that I've never seen so many passing plays called on like first and goal from the two. It's sort of like the Ravens want to get Lamar as many touchdowns as humanly possible. So I feel like I would get the edge there. Um, I think running backs are a wash. I think that he his floor on his wide receivers has got me by a pretty sizable difference. Mm-hmm. And I think tight ends are a wash too. You know, I think it's a pretty good matchup when all is said and done. Are you worried at all about Edelman? I am worried about Edelman, um, but I am also hoping that you know, as a fellow tribesman, he's going to pull out a little Hanukkah miracle for us uh, this weekend. So. Um, <laughs> That's the one that I'm concerned about. Okay. Um, all right, Mally. What? Um, just remind me here. I apologize for the lack of research, but what pick do you have in the first round next year? You have two. I have three. Uh, I have the fourth, the fifth, and the tenth. All right, we'll go and with the uh, we'll go with the fourth, and I want to play a game here to to gauge kind of. I'm going to give you some scenarios here. So, what you would trade the fourth for straight up, knowing your team construction. Okay. So would you trade the fourth for Saquon straight up? Yes. Would you trade the fourth for Michael Thomas? Yes. Would you trade the fourth for DJ Moore? No. Chris Godwin. Ooh. What do you think, BK? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Amari Cooper. Ah, that's another tough one. Because, like, if you look at it, like, the top five is, I mean, it's all, a lot of it's subject to change based on draft, right? And it's like, being in the top five is sweet because it pretty much guarantees me two out of the, two out of, like, the five between Swift, Taylor, NTN, CD Lamb, and Jerry Judy. I'm like, all those guys are studs, right? So, you know, you sort of got to, I don't know, it's tough. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't stockpile these draft picks to trade them, but I guess I'm, you know, I'll never say no to a to talking deal, I guess. Would you trade 104 for Kamara? Yeah, I'd do that. For Dalvin Cook? I would do that. Zeke? I would do that. Right. I think 104. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, what? So, so, Berg, you're telling me that your price tag of four first-rounders for Zeke has went down? Is that what you're telling me? I'm telling you that you are railroading a game we're playing with all four contestants today, so this game was what you would do for straight up. So okay, okay. if you want to talk privately, get in my DMs. Yeah, I've not been there, done that. I don't know if I want to bark up that tree anymore. Yeah, okay, you trade bully. <laughs> so, so Mally, kind of run me through your uh, your Saturday. I, Saturday. We have Saturday games um, this weekend. Uh, yeah. We've got some Sunday games. You got some late Sunday games that both you and Bill have some players in, and also Monday night game. Kind of run me through your routine. Like, what's it going to look like in the Mally household uh, watching these games? Um, I mean, nothing new or different, right? I'll probably just do the same thing. Like Monday night's going to be sort of a weird one because uh, my best friend's family uh, Christmas party is the twenty third every year, and like last year it was the same thing where there were Sunday night games going and. I don't know, by the by the late slate last year, the matchup was in pretty good position for me. So this year is going to be different because he'll have Adams and Alton Jones and Diggs. And, like, you know, those three guys are guys that you count on doing 
you know, performing for you. So, you know, I'll watch them. I'll throw them on. Um, but, you know, nothing nothing too crazy. So how many bathroom visits at that party are you going to be making checking the score? <laughs> None, because I'm going to bring my own TV with a fire stick and hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, Mally, what's um what's been the greatest part about uh, the MSU SCFL in 2019? It could be anything from Lamar's performance to, you know, any bet you had with another owner or banter that went through. What's been the best moment for you? <laughs> um I think trading a first rounder for Josh Gordon was probably the best moment for me. <laughs> me too. Um yeah. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, I think that the resurgence of the pod was, was definitely is definitely up there, and I feel like there are probably eleven other dudes in the league that would agree with me. So, um, you know, that's just something that I think all of us look forward to on Friday morning and the consistent nature of the good content. Like that, that's got to be it. So the uh, the league's in a good spot right now. I think the the wheels are turning and uh, excited. We've said it uh, m- multiple times. Brian and I both said it. This is the championship matchup that we deserve. It's two best teams, so we are so looking forward to it. So thanks, and um, we'll have you on in the off season. Yeah. Um, so are you guys gonna have me on next week after I win again, so I can talk about my repeat? Is that the plan? Good luck, Mally. We love See you. Ya. Mazel. Bye. <laughs> White shirt now. Sleeping, you're on your tippy toes, creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Bruises on both my knees for you. Don't say thank you. Oh, please, I do what I want when I'm wanting to. My soul, so cynical. So you're a tough guy, like you're really rough guy. Just can't get enough. Well, he sounded confident. Yikes. He is very, very confident. Boisterous. I, I can't help but respect the fact that he's going to take a TV with a fire stick. <laughs> that, that could be the highlight. That's uh, yeah. a power move. Bring Bring a, a power TV move. to another man's to, house? Yes. Power move. <laughs> Your party's fun and all, but I've got other things to do. <laughs> That's the league. So, do we have Brent of the Week? Well, Brent of the Year. We had Brent that of the year. award show. Already announced. So it's the last cast of the season, like the regular season. Dusty, Brent of the Year. Brent of the Year. We'll be recapping the entire season when we come. It back. went too fast, guys. It did. It feels like just yesterday we were doing a preview, and next week will be so thrilling because we'll do 2019 in a vacuum. Great Fun. radio right here. <laughs> we had lots of good radio tonight, boys. All right. We've given you all the information you need for championship Sunday, Saturday, Monday. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Call your mom. Bring me down. You got a lovely face. We're going to your place. And now you got to freak me out. Scream so loud. Getting fucking laid. You want me to stay. But I got to make. Crazy bitch, but you're so good.